0: Snapshots, brought to you by We the People. I'm Sean Duffy. I'm from Wisconsin's 7th Congressional District, which is uh, Central, Northern, and Western Wisconsin. I grew up uh, my whole life in a small town with five brothers, five sisters, for a total of 11 Duffy kids, and um, grew up doing lumberjack sports. I felt like I had an idyllic upbringing in Northern Wisconsin. I was out doing a competition, a lumberjack competition, out in California in Fresno, of all places. And uh, as I was there, th- there's no uh, technology back then, so I had one of these old cameras that I would turn on and off. And I said, Hello, "I'm Sean Duffy, big family, in law school, and this is speed climbing." And I would race up the pole and come down, turn the camera off, and this is log roll, and I'd log roll for them and talked about um, kind of what I'm doing in law school and my family and sent the tape in. So that's where the next phase and so I went through like a 10, 12 step interview process and was selected to be part of MTV's The Real World Boston. I had been going to school for a long time and I just thought it'd be an interesting break and not sure that I was gonna get it, but I thought wouldn't it be fun to go have this experience and for me, uh, being born and raised in a small town, I was going to law school in, in uh, Minneapolis. I was doing lumberjack competitions and exhibitions. Um, you know, I was you know at the at the prime of my competing years. So, I thought it would be a unique life-forming experience. So, I thought I'd try it out. This concept is you take seven complete strangers from all different walks of life and force them to live in a house together for six months. The shows were basically a week of airing, every week of filming, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and that would be edited down to 22 minutes. And this is is a, a process where every aspect of your life is filmed and recorded, so you don't have any moments that aren't on camera. And what I found interesting was when I got there, I was living on a TV set. My kitchen was a TV set, my bedroom was a TV set, my living room was a TV set. That's a weird environment to walk into. But how humans adapt, after three weeks or four weeks, this was my house. This was my home and it was, became very normal that I'd have crew members walking around, filming and micing and um, you adapt and this is, this is my environment, this is my home. You become very natural um, in a really odd setting. And what's unique about the show is you can't communicate with the cameraman or the sound people. So you see them every day. You might have an impression with who they are, but they're prohibited from talking to you and you can't talk to them. And uh, at the end of the show, uh, we have a, a, a cast and crew party where you actually get to talk to these people who you've practically lived with for six months but were never, able to, were never able to talk to. And you know that they had opinions and views about all the fights, all the conflict. And when they first started the concept, they thought they had to create drama and conflict in the house. Um, but what they soon realized was, if you put people together in a house that are very different, you will get drama, you will get conflict, and you'll get a great storyline. Because in life, we surround ourselves with people who are like us, who think like us, that believe like us, oftentimes that look like us. Uh, but for me, it was probably one of the best experiences because as I look at my life and my life experiences, I never would have come into contact with the people that I was forced to live with on that show. And What I realized was that after spending six months with them, the differences that I thought we had at the start faded away, and I found that I had much more in common with them than I would have uh, believed at first blush. I think that's true in life. If, If you actually spend time to get to know someone, you realize there's a huge lane of issues and ideas that you share in common, but what we do is we go to the things that separate us first as opposed to the things that bring us together. When I finished The Real World, I had taken a semester off of law school. Um, about a week after I got done with The Real World, they came and said, hey, we're going to do this new show. It's going ha- to have The Real World uh, cast members from each of the seasons do road rules where you do this travel adventure show. And uh, I had to go to the dean of the law school, ask for another semester off, which uh, which he approved, and uh, signed up for it. It was a three-week travel adventure show, which I thought would just be kind of like The Real World. What I soon found out was uh, that I, uh, the last person I met coming off the train of all my castmates, uh, was my wife. Uh, as she got off the train, she handed me her bag. Um, I say that I've been carrying her bag ever since then. But she, you know, she, we we had a great experience together. We were also, two very different people. I mean, she was she was a military brat, a Southeast Latina, Spanish speaking, um, not really the, the type of person, type of woman I'd meet in northern Wisconsin. We spent three weeks together, cultivated a friendship. Um, Ended up falling in love and dating and getting married and our claim to fame is that we're the first reality TV couple that uh, met on our show and got married. We now have seven kids. Our eighth is on the way, uh, happily living in Warsaw, Wisconsin. The lesson for me in this is, give people a chance. Don't always take what you might think is the first blush of who someone is. For me working in the house, that has been a huge benefit um, to realize that first glance isn't always the right glance. I mean, this is a sampling and a slice of all of America with a wide range of cultures and viewpoints that come together for this raucous American conversation. And we are at a critical point in American history. This is a, one of those points where we're gonna determine the future, uh, not just of this generation, but future generations, the path that we go down. And it's a conversation of really big ideas. And if we want our ideas to win, which I think are the ideas of hope and opportunity and prosperity and American strength, We have to be able to reach people no matter where they're at. We don't have to go through MTV or ABC or NBC um, or CNN to get a message out. It's our job to reach out and bring the message that we have that is a traditional American message that has made us so strong and so prosperous and so free.